Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 124 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Just we're, we're good. <laughs> and I'm going to toss it off to my other co-host, Mac Vogel. Yeah, I'm here barely. It's uh, you know, everything sucks. <laughs> if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, you won't understand the vibe at the moment. We're recording this on the night of game two, Panthers, Capitals, and Rangers, Penguins. It's about 9.45 at night. Both of our teams are still playing and finishing up their games, but the blowouts were so bad that we have decided to start our recording early. They're we're, not still playing. Yeah, our teams are we're, not, we're still, not playing. still playing. The, the games are going on, but yeah. our teams are our teams finished playing a long time. Um, Sammy's <laughs> in now for oh good. Oh good. Games. Who's starting? Yeah. Who's starting next game? That's good. Yeah, let's question. see what that does. Me. Hey, at least you have your one and second goaltender. I only <laughs> had that. <laughs> oh God. Fuck. All right, Fuck. let's just get right into it. Before we do spring merch, it's up website www.emptybetters.com click on shop it has sprung it has sprung yeah um it has sprung this This episode is brought to you by brackish life let's take a minute to talk about brackish life if you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors then brackish life is perfect for you they have a wide selection of gear from uv shirts to hoodies and hats it's real bay apparel made by real bay people Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh brackish life. I am very much relating to the little bit salty segment up there. I can't talk. Okay, let's go. Let's start with something that's not our team, just to switch up the mood a little bit, get a little more vibe going. Um, Boston, Carolina. Carolina is just on a complete rampage right now. Uh, I know before the series started, you two had Boston. I think, Nick, you even said Boston had this pretty easily. Yeah, I had and- Boston in five, and I look like an <laughs> asshole right now, guys. Like, I mean, holy You want to talk shit. about looking like an asshole. I said that the Panthers-Capitals game was going to overtime, and we're getting blown out five to one. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Ugh. To my credit, a while back, I think around like February, March, I did – question the Swayman Ulmark thing. I was like, I don't know if this is a recipe for success. And right. I think that's part of the problem we're seeing now. I think the bigger problem is the Bruins power play just decided to not come to the playoffs at all. Horrible. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll add to that a little bit. I will say it has looked bad, but you got to keep in mind, Carolina has the best uh, penalty kill in the league. Very by like true. A, by like a lot. I'm pretty sure they broke a franchise record at like 80 something percent if i'm not mistaken for like pk like that thing just shuts you down i don't think it's all boston's fault yeah they could probably be doing some some better zone entries and such and and a bigger thing is they're not winning any face-offs so if you lose the first face off of that power play and then it's all the way down it's hard to kind of get things going from there but uh 
to Carolina's credit, they're killing penalties well. They're mucking up the zone well. They're keeping it real just, you know, cluttered everywhere pretty much. There's not a lot going on for the Bruins. No, there's not. And, and like you said, Carolina does have the number one PK in the league. I did not think it was going to be this bad. <clears throat> I don't think the – no, I think the Bruins have one power play goal. But, yeah, they're like – one for nine or something. I mean, and some key moments in the games too, where they get power plays and they just, it sucks all the momentum out of them that they, they can't get anything going. Um, I would say just based off eye test, Carolina's just so much faster. I mean, it's not even close. Um, what's the airborne song too much, too young, too fast, too loud or something like that. I think that sums up what Carolina is to the Bruins right here. Yeah, I would say that's probably accurate. And I mean, I think I said it before the series started, but that defensive core, I mean, Slavin, I don't think he's come off the ice. D'Angelo's looked good. I mean, say what you will about him. He he's looked really good in this series. Sveshnikov. Holy shit. Can we what talk a about hit. that hit in game what a two? Hit. Fuck. Clean absolutely hit by the way. Wrecked Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, clean hit. Mm-hmm. Very clean hit. Absolutely wrecked Lindholm, but just to recap game one, it was a zero zero first period. Your boy had the first period under, so you're welcome. Um, and then after that, Carolina opened the floodgates. They won the game five to one. Ranta looked great, had a 35, uh, had 35 saves in his first career postseason start. Uh, the PK for Carolina stole the game, and then Tara Vinen and Trocek sealed the deal in the third period. And then last night, you got I, I don't have this written down because we're kind of doing this on the fly, but I think it was what five two. It was five to two. Yep. Five, two. I mean, sounds right. Bergeron had both goals for the Bruins. I mean, uh, what are you going to say? The Bruins have three goals in two games. I think the bigger thing coming out of that game is the fact that, you know, Ronta goes down early on and then Mm -hmm. the rookie has to come in. um, Piotr or whatever his name is. And what did you say when we, I remember when you guys were in Milwaukee, that's when this guy was making his first, uh, his first career NHL start in the like tail end of the regular season. And Harry was trying to pronounce his name. And you and I were like, what the hell did you just say? And you looked at it. I'm pretty sure you called him Peter something. Piotr or Peter or something. It's well, his, his name is Peter, but it's spelled P Y O T R. Is it pronounced Peter though? Well, that's what the, that's what the announcer. It is now. Um, (laughs) Coach, coach Chekhov. Right. And another highlight of that game, they just came out with the announcement that Brad Marchand was fined five grand for slashing at him. I and apparently Kochekov was cussing at him in Russian. But <laughs> no, he, I think he, he put a curse on him. He literally he did. <laughs> he like he probably him. did. And Nick, he didn't I, need to because Marchand has been fucking dog shit since like April 1st. So it, he really didn't need he, to. He hasn't that. scored in like 13 games or something. They, yeah. they put a stat on the board. But um, Nick, I don't know if you explain what happened to Ranta, but Pasternak just kind of ran just into cleaned him, him out yeah the helmet the helmet must have jogged into Ranta's face he ended up getting bloodied uh so that's a tough loss for Carolina but this Krochekov kid I mean he played great in the regular season looks like Carolina's 29 gonna... saves in relief the kid looked great freaking postseason of the uh of the third string goaltenders right though I mean we're about to get to this next one and talk about another third string goalie yeah, we don't need to do that right now. Um, <laughs> Seth Jarvis, I just want to give him a shout out. He has looked incredible, as well as Nino Niederreiter, two guys who probably aren't considered star players on the Canes, but they have looked phenomenal so far. I got to give Jarvis has had a fantastic year. Good oh, luck. yeah. He's 20 years old. It's crazy what he's doing. 
Uh, and I'm 25 where I had sunglasses on a podcast at 9.45 <laughs> at night in Depression Day when my team is losing 5-2. It's, it's not Depression Day we're yet. In. We're fine. We're fine. Getting there. Okay. Let's move on to the next series. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the New York Rangers. I need to ask a question before we talk about this. Am I allowed to be sad slash depressed slash concerned that we lost game two, the series is tied 1-1, but I have a third string goaltender. We just lost to the Rangers five to two, probably six to two by the time I'm taking this sip. I think yeah, the I think third string permission. goalie thing like gives you a little bit of leeway there. I mean, coming from I, I mentioned it to you earlier today, but this is exactly what happened to the Caps last year. We literally yeah. wasn't it. Samsonov got hurt like late regular season. Yep. We start Vanacek. He gets hurt in fucking game one, same as the Smith for you guys. And then we're starting like a, a journeyman who like has some experience, but you don't really trust Craig Anderson. Yeah. It's the same exact. (laughs) It is. It is. We're going to get gentlemen swept in five. I already know it. Which is exactly what happened to the cap. The caps got a lucky bounce in game one in overtime and one Pittsburgh Penguins did the same thing. Basically. Although I don't know, that was a little less lucky. I would say that was a sick tip by Malkin more than anything, but Eh. uh, yeah, they're, they're about to get gentlemen swept. Maybe we'll see. All right, so let's recap what's going on here. So game one, Pens win a instant classic of a playoff game in triple overtime, four to three. Rangers got out to a two-nothing lead. After the first period, I was like, sweep, this game's over. The Rangers were hitting everything. I think they said Ryan Reeves had eight hits in the first period. He nearly decapitated our entire defensive core. Uh, Adam Fox buried one on the power play, and then this is a huge loss for the Penguins. Uh, Lindgren, Ryan Lindgren, absolutely demolished Ricard Raquel, knocked him out cold. Raquel tried to get up and face planted back on the ice. I saw a lot of Penguins media taking screenshots of like, you know, the aftermath of the hit where Lindgren is inevitably off of his feet. And, you know, it looks like he's hitting Raquel's head. Listen, I'll call a spade a spade. And you remember that New Yorkers because I'm about to go on a fucking rant on you people. I'm going to call a spade a spade. That was a clean hit. I have nothing wrong with that. It's an unfortunate circumstance that, you know, Raquel got hurt and he was going 20 miles an hour, but it was a clean hit. Never thought it was dirty. Um, The second period, absolutely insane. Crosby and Gensel just decided to, you know, rip some nose beers and go off. And Gensel had two goals. And then, of course, New Yorkers are going to bitch and cry that we had a five-on-three power play while they only had one power play the entire game. And Russ scores. You guys can shut the fuck up. Um, and then Kreider with a huge shorthanded goal on a, on a breakaway in the second period tie game. This is where, this is where everybody gets a little heated and I'm probably going to inevitably catch shit for this. So about three minutes left in the third period, Capo Caco drives the net. I think it was on Brian Dumoulin and he bumps into Casey DeSmith as a result of a slight push from Brian Dumoulin. Philip Chidel, Heedle, whatever, I don't care, buries the puck in the net. Rangers score, calling the ice as a goal. Penguins challenge it. Refs go back, say it was goalie interference, no goal. I want to, before I go off, can you two please give your opinions on the matter? I'd like to hear. Yeah, I'll go first. I, I can't believe, well, first of all, I can believe because it's Rangers fans we're talking about here. But <laughs> I, it, it is insane to me, though, that they're complaining about this. It, 
of course that was goalie. Interview. You know the um the Eric Andre meme where he like shoots the person and then turns around and goes like, "How could you do this?" Like, right? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> Literally, here. it's like, sure, there's a slight push by Dumlin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck, dude. In today's NHL, that goal gets called off every single fucking that's what time. I'm to think that there is a vendetta against you because <laughs> that got like that that is insanity. It's it's literally insanity. And I understand like being I'd say upset about it. Like you just had like a huge momentum swing going your favor. You're excited. You're like like you know fuck. I really wish that would have counted. But you right. can't like honestly sit there and be like no that should have counted. <laughs> you like you can be mad about it. Sure, I'd be fucking mad about it. But you're right. It's not you a goal. I'm sorry. It's not a goal. Of course, it's not a fucking. Here's goal. the thing: it's when so I was stupid, when I watched that live, no re, no replays involved, no slow mo, anything. I was like, "There's no chance they can have a game decided on that play. Like, there's just no chance." And then, of course, instant replay kills sports and you know crushes. It the like internet. honestly, it would have been one thing if like his ass cheek had like grazed the dude on the way past, but like he literally just like full back goal line stand just cleaned him out. Literally, DeSmith was like carried across the ice. Yeah, like, pushed. That's what I'm saying. The other corner, just like there was absolutely not. He's like, but 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 the goal. I need to tend the goal. Right. No, 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 no. So. Before I say what I was gonna say, I'll wrap up the game. The goal, the goal gets called back. We end up going to triple overtime. It was wild, back and forth, nonstop. I'd say the Rangers probably had the better part of the first overtime, and then from there, the Penguins controlled it pretty well. And then Malkin with a sweet tip in off a John Marino point shot. I literally like shit my pants. I think I looked at my underwear, and there's like a tiny bit of brown in there still. So. Um, yeah, I wore the same underwear tonight. Didn't work as well. Don't judge me. Uh, didn't wash it either. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a wild game, you know? Um, oh, I forgot to mention Casey DeSmith got yanked in the second overtime with uh, a groin injury. We throw in Louis Domingue, the spicy broccoli or spicy pork and broccoli takes over the internet is like whatever meal he makes 17 stops. He played great. Thank you. Whatever. Um, this whole thing, like the NHL's like trying to get Crosby past them, or like the refs are on Crosby's side. Dude, you're the you're the most valuable franchise in the league. Like they you make them the most money. So that argument is completely idiotic to me. I don't understand why you would say that. Like, if the Rangers win, the NHL wins. You make them the most money. So shut up. I don't get it. I will also say. You all scream that you have the best goalie in the league and you blew a 2 nothing lead to a team that has three players that can score. And you also couldn't beat a backup goaltender or a backup backup goaltender in six periods of hockey. So please sue me and shut up. I guess we'll have no repercussions whatsoever. So stupid. So yeah, stupid. I mean, I... I'm not going to lie. Like I'm, I'm right there with you, Harry. I, I saw all this fucking nonsense, like the next day on Twitter from all the Rangers fans. And like, let, let me make it very clear here. I fucking despise both of these teams. I hate the Pittsburgh. Penguins. <laughs> I hate the New York Rangers. I don't give a shit about either of these fan bases. I hate them all. Uh, but I know, like you said before, spade called a spade, right? This is this is some bullshit, honestly, from the Rangers fans. And it, like I said before, too, am I surprised? No, I'm not. Because it's been one game. 
Okay, <laughs> now two, two games. Two games. But like, but we're yeah. talking about yeah. But like game. after the first one, it's like it's been one game, guys. Yeah. Like if this was the conference finals and yeah, you're up in arms having, about a goal being yeah, overturned, yeah. I give you a little bit more like padding there they're with that one. So, this one, like really so it's whiny. one game. Yeah. It's one game and the league is fixed because we got four power plays and they got one. I, I have a comment on that too. Like that was the biggest thing that I saw on, on Twitter that was being like, yo, um, like the, the Rangers should only got one, one fucking power play and the Penguins got what, however many, four or five, whatever. Look, you are not entitled to power plays. Like, There's no like, power play quota. It's, I get it. You want it to be even, you want, calls to be called the same if a hook against one team is a hook it should be a hook if the other guy does something similar whatever i'm all for that but you're not just entitled to have like roughly the same amount of power plays as another team i think that's stupid as fuck and a lot of people in like a lot of nhl fans seem to think that no matter what at the end of any like especially playoff game it should just be like oh one team got like four and the other one got like three or something like that no, it's, if your team doesn't there's fucking a penalty. commit penalties, then you don't get a fucking penalty for it. Like, sure, I'm sure they probably missed one or two against the Penguins or something, but they probably missed one or two against the Rangers too. It's like they called what they called, and you're not entitled to a fucking power play just because you took so many penalties. It's it's just a little ridiculous, in my opinion, to be saying that. And then today, of course, let's move on to game two. I don't Maybe it's 6-2 now by the time we're recording this, but the time we stopped, it was 5-2 Rangers. And in the first period, the Penguins get two power plays. Rangers get zero. Fans are losing their mind. I can't remember the name of the New York defenseman. We're doing this right as the game ended, so we don't have any notes in front of us. New York defenseman gives a tiny little bump to one of the Penguins um, players. I can't remember who it was. It was like a tiny little cross-check in the back. Is it a penalty? No, it's not. I'll be honest with you. But why, like, why do it? It's a complete retaliation penalty. The guy who did it, who threw the little like cross check, didn't even get hit. It was in response to his teammate who got hit. I think it was on Pedersen. I can't remember. And New Yorkers are losing their mind. It's not a penalty. This is bullshit. I agree with you. But guess what? If you don't throw a cross check in the back when the puck's nowhere Just stay near composed. the guy. Yeah, then you don't even have to worry about it. Like, And that's an experience you know. thing. That's something that the Penguins wouldn't do because they've been in the playoffs for Jesus Christ, what, the last 25, 40 years, something like that, whereas the Rangers <laughs> are just back in it recently. So with but a largely I, unproven playoff team. So I will say after watching game two, um, the Rangers are a better hockey team than us. I, I will firmly say that reason I say that is because they have four lines that can generate offense. We have one line. That's it. I am so sick of seeing Rodriguez and Carter and McGinn on a line. It doesn't fucking work. Fix it. Like we have no bottom six. Adam Fox played tremendous in game two. I will give him a ton of props. I like Adam Fox. He's a good old American boy. He's a great defenseman. But he walked our entire forward core, specifically Brian Boyle, on multiple occasions. We have no answer for that. Uh, the Rangers' power play is also lethal. If we take one penalty, we're dead. I mean, they, they're just snapping it around all over us. Nothing we can do about it. Uh, and, Mac, I'll tell you this because I was telling Nick before we started recording. 
I didn't realize it at the time. I knew they were good additions, but now that I'm playing the Rangers two games in a row, Vetrano and Cop out of the ballpark additions. I mean, they're so good. Cop has two goals in two games. Vetrano shoots at will, which irritates me and scares me. They're I can't both speak phenomenal. too much to Vetrano yet, but uh, Cop, I agree with you. The little bit that I've been able to, I mean, basically, I've been switching to the Penguins game, like when the Caps are in intermission or whatever. So I've seen like you know some some spots here and there, and I watched all the overtimes and everything the other game. But uh, you're right, Cop is. He looks fucking phenomenal out there. He does. And Panarin was doing Panarin things. So here's my takeaway. We're done game two. Game three is going to be Saturday. I'm trying to talk myself out of going solo and just doing the four-hour drive all in the same day. Uh, I might do it. We'll see. I think that would be sick. I think you should do it. And I think you should put the entire thing on EB Story, too. I, I might have to do that. Um, Mac, you should get tickets for game three. Uh, is that Saturday? Yeah. I'll be at the wedding. Ah. Uh, Dangus, but I will be there. <laughs> I will be, I will be at game four. Cool. All right. I'll wrap, I'll wrap it up with this though. Um, the Penguins power play needs to wake the fuck up. We had two in the first period. If they ice one of those, maybe this is a different game. We also need to score the first goal. I, I, I don't like us playing from behind against Shesterkin. That's never a good recipe. So, you know, things are coming back to pit. I don't feel confident because we've sucked at home. You guys know how that feels. Luckily, we don't have a day game. You guys do. That kind of sucks. Um, so, yeah, I, the Rangers are definitely a better team. They're deeper. Uh, they have the best goalie in the world. We're playing a guy who was doing cooking videos back in May. So I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't think we're going to win the series. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping Sid bails us out. Let's move on to the Maple Leafs and Lightning. Uh, game one, holy shit, probably the most textbook win you could ask for from a from a uh, hockey team in a playoff game. Leafs win 5-0. Uh, Jack Campbell shut out. That's awesome for him. The big guns were gunning all night long. Marner had a goal and two assists. Matthews had two goals and an assist. The Leafs penalty kill in the first period killed off a five-minute major and probably had more scoring chances than the Lightning did. I don't know what the hell was going on with Tampa's power play game one, but they looked awful. They were 0 for 5 in that contest. Uh, Kucherov in particular, and a little bit ahead of it, they did not look like they were in sync. And then Hell in the Cell broke loose in the third period where Morgan Riley beat the living pulp out of uh, Jan Ruta, and he got bloodied. He didn't play game two. The Leafs just took a giant dump all over the Lightning. What did you guys think? That was probably the best five nothing hockey game I've watched in a long time. It was wild for sure. It was one of the first playoff games of the season, so I had it on, and I was honestly I was kind of disappointed it wasn't closer. I was hoping for like a battle, but uh, no, good for the Leafs. They needed that, especially with you know we'll get to it in a second. But we know what happened game two. You always hope to take one of the first two. Uh, even if you're on, or even if you do have home ice advantage, I feel like it's becoming more and more common to like split the first two, no matter who has home ice advantage. I feel like the home ice advantage comes more into play later in the series, but um, yeah, it was a crazy game. Good for the Leafs. Sick for Campbell to get that shutout, get some confidence going. It's just a big momentum swing for them to have. And I think especially Marner score and do well in that game. Having a three point night is just, 
you know, everyone in Toronto talks about what it was like that ridiculous amount of playoff games he had gone without scoring a goal or something like that. And just to have that hanging over you and to be able to shed that going into game one of that series and to have a statement win like that, I think set them up in a, you know, to, to take this in a great direction for him. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on to game two, a little bit of a different story. Uh, I think it's worth noting going into game two that Vasilevsky, after a loss in the past two postseasons, is 14-0, and now 15-0, and spoiler alert, and uh, has a 966 save percentage with five shutouts. That's ridiculous. Probably should have hammered the lightning in hindsight. Wish I kind of would have done that instead of do all my stupid Bruins bets because that just aged so poorly. Um, but I think the Lightning won what? Someone fact check me on this. Five two. It was five to three, but five, it was three. like four to one for ninety percent of that game. Yeah, and then Kucherov ended up getting on the board. I wanted to bet him to score. I didn't because I'm a loser and a pussy. But he whatever. had such a frustrating game one too. Like he was just yeah. he did not look right. So you kind of knew he was going to straighten things out. Corey Perry it's... gets on the board with a great breakaway goal. Once that happened, I was like, this game's done. I think it's interesting. We've had two different games in the series so far, and they've sort of had very similar cadences to them. You know, one team just comes out and kind of dominates the other team, and it was just inverse in game one and game two. Also, so far, just, we've had a shitload of blowouts in general this post. Yeah. I kind of don't fucking like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I just got some type of notification from someone who may or may not be from the state of New York saying he hoped Jeff Carter dies. So uh <laughs> don't know how that made its way over to my phone. But I was going to say, Jeff- it couldn't be the same person that was blocked from your phone, could it? Definitely not. Cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> um, and, anyways, uh, series is going back to Tampa. What do you guys think about this series going forward? I think, I think we we said it from the beginning. This was going to be probably a six or seven game series. So, like I said, you kind of expect a, a split in the first two. I think myself included, but a lot of people saw that game one and was like, "Oh shit!" Or like, it's so easy to watch a game one and try and judge the whole series all of a sudden, think you know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, especially you're not used to playoff hockey. I'm sure a lot of people saw that and were like, oh my God, are the Leafs just going to roll the lightning right now? But like, no, they're the lightning. They're going to put up a fucking fight, of course. I still think the Leafs got this. I'm not going to lie. I think it'll take six or seven, like we said, but I think they got this. I think one of these next two games is going to be a great back and forth, like five to six, you know, whoever scores the last kind of game. And I think the next one is going to be a two to one overtime thriller. They might as well just play one game. Because like yeah. they're gonna be tied, they're tied one one. They're gonna be tied two two after two. They're gonna be tied three three after six, and it's just gonna come down, come down the game seven. So. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope the Leafs take it. I agree, Mac. I do still have faith that they can do it. I think they're gonna split the series in Tampa. It'll be two two, and then after that, it's all up Agreed. in the air. It's Agreed. all up in the air after that. So we'll see, but. You know, it's a good sign that Marner and Matthews are, are showing up, but that's been a problem in the postseasons previously. So um, if they can keep it up, I think they'll be all right. Now, the Capitals <laughs> and the Panthers, somehow we're here wearing sunglasses with a little buzz going on, and the Caps split the series in Florida. I'm pretty sure if you would have told the fellows that before the series started, they'd be happy, but all of a sudden now we're in Depression Day. Thoughts. So it's funny that you that you pose it that way because I 
I'm glad we didn't start with this. I'm glad I had a few minutes to kind of think about this while um, while I got to mull this over. But I kind of agree with what you just said. Yes, I'm initially depressed because this game fucking sucks. And also because we way outplayed them in the first period. We had a way better start than the Panthers. We were out shooting them like 21 to 9 at one point or some shit like that. And what I'm most upset about is that the Panthers scored fucking three goals on their first seven shots, which I don't care if one's a lucky bounce and one's a nice play and a bad defensive breakdown. Any way you slice it, you cannot let in three goals on seven shots if you're VTech fan check. So find a way. Um, I have some redeeming qualities to say. One of them is that, uh, Nick, I don't know if you still have the game on, but Samsonov has actually made a couple sharp looking stops he has third. um I, i'm i'm sort of thankful that we're losing this way rather than like a fucking like triple overtime game or something it's a good point like, i'd rather not like waste a bunch of energy waste a bunch of resources right but more than all more than that i'm excited that samsonov gets to come into a game like this that doesn't really matter anymore because let's say we lost this game like four to one and it, it wasn't out of hand until the very end or something. And Vanacek stays in the whole time. Then all of a sudden you're like, shit, do we start Vanacek next game? Do we start Samsonov next game? VV hasn't looked great so far. Yada, yada, yada. You're going back and forth here. It's like, okay, we get to get Samsonov into the game right away. We get him, you know, get the jitters out in a game that doesn't matter that much right now. Cause we're already going to fucking lose it. And then you go based off that for the next game. Right now, I mean, it's recency bias, of course, but I'd like to see us start Sammy next game. Clearly, VV is not working. Even game one, yes, he made 30 saves on like 32 shots, which on paper is great. But the goals you let in, I didn't like, and I thought that he looked shaky early on too. Yeah, I think you bring up some good points there, Mac. And I think some other things I've looked at, you know, looking back to game one, I liked what I saw from Connor Sherry. I thought he had, you know, a great jump in his game, was crashing the net, was creating plays, stuff like that. Um, Would like to see a little bit more from Anthony Mantha at this point in the series. I know he was around the net in game one. Um, Would have liked to see a little bit more of that tonight in game two. And um, just, you know, the Caps had a four minute power play in this game when they were down two. they very easily could have tied this thing up. Um, I thought the power play was, you know, just a little bit, you know, flat there. And hopefully that's something that they can work on and come out strong with in game three. But yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you at all. I think going to Samsonov in game three could be a serious option for him. Also, I don't want to make excuses, but has the ice looked like shit tonight to you? Terrible. Like, they, on that power play, the Caps whiffed on like three shots in a span of like 12 seconds. Or and it's it's like not that. just them. The Panthers have whiffed on like four or five significant and chances too. I'd, I'd say I'm excited to go to fucking uh, goddamn Capital One Arena. But uh, I, I mean, we're notorious for having shitty ice there too. So I don't know. Oh, during the day game, gonna it's going to be better. a slushy. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking terrible. What's the um, consensus opinion for Saturday 1 p.m. at home? I'm That's... thinking we I'm thinking we lose next game and we find a way to win the next one, hopefully, that I'm at and it's two two after <laughs> not four. not the one that I'm at. Yeah, fuck you, fuck <laughs> yeah. you, Nick. Oh, Nick, Nick, sell, Nick <laughs> sell your tickets for game three and uh profit off of them and then buy tickets for game four and come watch it with there me. Awesome. I, I just yeah. like no matter which one I go to, they'll lose. It's fine. Okay. All right. Then stay at game three. 
I do want to ask you guys, you think the Caps can take the seven? I, you know, I think the next two games are going to tell us a lot. Uh, but really like not to sound like an asshole, but I think (laughs) if they come out with good jump win or lose, if they come out with a good fight in game three, I think they can still take this thing. This like the distance. So I agree. I I'll also say game one. I tried not to get myself too fucking excited. (laughs) Game one is one of the best games. The Washington capitals have played all year and they played. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They played almost the entire game without Wilson too. What What was your tweet? You were like, God damn it. The Washington Capitals played well in game one. And now I'm convinced they can win the Stanley. Oh, Cup. I think that was actually my, uh, from my, my burner account, the, uh, <laughs> the hat trick lore, but uh, yeah, definitely not Mac at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't me, uh, but it's so <laughs> true. Actually, I'm not even going to lie. I'm pretty sure my sister tweeted that one from the account, but uh, I, I share the same sentiment. That game was amazing. And we played almost the entire thing without Tom Wilson. Speaking of Tom Wilson, if he doesn't come back, we're we might be fucked. Yeah, I was gonna say how that's a serious? game over scenario. He's so fucking crucial to this team. I think back to when Oshi got hurt. I think it was that Carolina series the year after we won the cup that ended our postseason. Like it straight did. up, With, like without him that year, he was so important, especially that season. That it it like you could have just booked it right there. We just we could not play without TJ Oshi in the lineup, and I'm a little concerned that it might be the same this year with Wilson. I also don't think that Brett Leeson is the answer here. Probably not. I mean, and I think you're probably going to say that about whoever you would have jump into that role. Um, I mean, I know sure. Everyone and their sister was screaming for Connor McMichael today. And I'm like, well, you don't want Connor McMichael on the fourth line in the playoffs. No. No, and I don't think he's the answer either. You're correct. I got actually a little bent out of shape because all of Cap's Twitter was like, oh my God, why isn't McMichael starting? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, okay. McMichael works as a center. If we had had a center get hurt or something, sure, put him in. But he's we've seen him play wing. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. We've also seen McMichael play center and Lars Eller play wing, and that is even fucking worse. So it just, it doesn't work. I would have rathered see like AJF or um, Protus or Protus. Yes. Protus to me is the closest thing you're going to get to a Tom Wilson light in our organization. Park that dude in front of the net and just shoot around him. He's a big son of a bitch. And isn't he a Russian guy too? I don't know. I think he is sticking with Ovi and Koozie and you, you got can the, hear the liquid in your line. You can hear the liquid in your bottle swirling as you, as you lift to that. <laughs> like, up. I don't know. <laughs> uh, man, One more thing I got to say about this series before we move on. And <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, you heard me say a little superstitious tidbit about how, Oh, we're playing Bobrovsky again. And caps have never paced the Panthers in the playoffs and trying to draw some similarities between 2018. Right. I have one more goofy ass similarity <laughs> to draw between now and 2018. Okay. Think back to 2018 for a sec, Caps fans. All right. Level with me here. The Capitals went into the postseason not feeling great about our goaltender situation. Right. I knew we you were going to say this. We started Philip Grubauer, <laughs> didn't know what the hell was going on. He gets yanked in game two. Cough, cough. Vanacek gets yanked in game two today. We put Hopi in in 2018 in game two. Lights out from there on out. Boom, book it. We're good. Moving on to the second round. Samsonov going in in game two today. He's looked good so far. Maybe you can boom, book it. We're off to the second round again. We'll see. I don't know. Crazy. That was actually a good final. That was a good final thought. Usually, final thought means there's like three more thoughts, but we kept it <laughs> consistent there. 
Um, okay, I think we've beaten the shit out of the East enough. Obviously, you can tell we're a little heated about our teams at the moment. Uh, got a couple couple drinks to loosen the feelings a little bit here. We're all kind of doing a little group therapy. Uh, before we move on to the – what are you going to say, Matt? I was going to say <laughs> that before we move on, I just want to remind you that this season all of our picks are powered by SharpRank. SharpRank created the first ever cross sports rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. SharpRank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the app for iPhone or Android today. And that's reading after three Konohito strawberry margaritas. And like, Two from a different restaurant and like <laughs> two beers from my friend. <laughs> hey man, I was so worked up game one. I, I needed a little something in me for game two. And it, it, it helps, I will be honest. I think I'm gonna be drinking a little more during game. I two. love our like I failed snap. to mention that I watched the entire game one from the Denver International Airport, which was <laughs> a very strange experience for me, but I tweeted go back. That, yeah, I was gonna say I might need to go back there and watch every game there because apparently we're not gonna win unless I do. The uh, the podcast snap group uh, the day of these games is just aggressive drinking beginning at like 3 p.m. Yeah, thank God I have a wedding to go to at like 2 p.m. on Saturday so that I can just it's I have an excuse to start drinking at like 2 p.m. Because yeah, this, this is getting out of hand. And it's like it's cool that it's a Baker wedding, too. So you can like actually be on your phone watching the Caps game and it won't be a problem. I will be doing that. Exactly. Yes. Congrats to the Baker family. Sarah, right? Is that? Yes. Congratulations. Sarah Baker and Casey Anderson. All righty. We're starting the Western Conference. So let's start with the Oilers versus the Kings. Game one. Huge upset in Edmonton where the Kings take the game four to three. Mike Smith. He had 31 shots on 35 shots. Not great. Only an 886 save. Yeah, 886 save percentage. Sorry, hard to read with sunglasses. Um, He ended up having the game-losing turnover. Uh, He tried to snap the puck up the middle while he was playing it, and then the Kings caught it, shot the puck, rebound, goal. Uh, He was an offensive threat, as Mac likes to say, for the other team in this scenario. Uh, the big guns for Edmonton, McDavid and Dreisaitl, both scored, but it wasn't enough to push the Oilers to victory. Weird stat, and this does not include game two, keep in mind, but up until game one, the Oilers had lost four straight playoff games when McDavid and Dreisaitl each score in the same game. Uh, Jonathan Quick looked like he was back into his prime, stopping 36 of 39 shots. I think it's worth noting, everyone who, you know, here's the king, stinks of Dowdy, Brown, Kopitar, Quick. Trevor Moore, Philip Deneau, and Alex Ayafalo led the way in game one with, for the Kings. They all had multi-point efforts, and they looked phenomenal. The Deneau thing for them is just they are looking like geniuses at this point. That guy has just had a total 180 on where he was going, and I think he looks fantastic for him right now. I was going to say, it's weird that we're in a series with Jonathan Quick versus Mike Smith. Feels like we're throwing it back to like 2012 or something like that. Seriously. I was actually watching game two with like one of my buddies who's sort of a casual hockey fan, more into baseball, but I, I update him on stuff and we're watching the game and he, he hears the announcer say Jonathan Quick and he was like, Jonathan Quick is still on the LA Kings. Right. And then like two minutes later, he's like, 
Smith, is that Mike Smith? You gotta be <laughs> kidding me. Like, it, and I mean, he's kind of right. It's weird that that's what we're dealing with here, but uh, Mike Smith with the big uh shutout, didn't they shut him out game two? Yeah, six, no- six nothing win for the Oils. So. I mean, that's the way you come back and uh, make up for your mistake in game one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know that a, a lot of us. Pretty much all of us were on the Kings. We were trying to root for chaos there, a little panic in Edmonton. But, uh, you know, smart bet in hindsight, Oilers. Now this thing gets interesting. It goes back to L.A., and I'm going to be honest, I feel like that's that that home stand is going to get split, and we're going to end up having 2-2 going into game five. Kings are going to win them both, 3-1 to one after. Uh, Ooh. Wow, that's a hot take. But you had Kings in what? What like five or six? I think I had six, but I really had to talk. I think I had seven. Five. Yeah, you had something like that. But should be a good matchup going forward. Um, if Jonathan Quick can steal this series somehow, I think the Kings are going to be okay. But he, you can't let Edmonton score more than like I'd say three goals because yeah. if they do, I don't think the Kings have the offensive firepower to hang. No, that's they can true. win games four to three like they did in Game One, and that's about it. Honestly, they're more of like a two to nothing team. Like that's the way they want to play. Honestly, is score one on you in the first period, suffocate you the whole game, and then like score an insurance goal in like the early third period or some shit. That's the Kings mo. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, should be interesting to see how Game Three looks. Nick, if you wouldn't mind, while I preview the Avalanche and Preds, could you pull up the odds for tomorrow night's uh, matchup when this drops for um, Kings Oilers? Yes. Uh, well, Nick, well, Nick, if they're up, that, they are up. I checked earlier. I just want to read this real quick because I have sunglasses on and have like five beers in me. So I can't really. Do Which site? Alcatraz. Uh, our site, the bad cool. one. Some wagers. Um, Colorado Avalanche first to Nashville Predators. Uh, Colorado wins the game one, seven to two. We knew UC Soros was going to be out for the Preds. I did not think any of us saw quite a beat down like this coming. Colorado was a five to nothing after the first period. And clearly they never looked back. McKinnon had three points. McCarr and McCarr and Rantanen both had multi-point efforts. McCarr had a highlight real goal. He's just dancing all over the Preds wingers in the offensive zone. It's a joke how good he is. Uh, Not a whole lot to talk about, honestly, because it was such a bad blowout, but Colorado did not disappoint. Uh, Odds for Oilers Kings. Yes. Kings money line plus 125, Oilers money line minus 145. For game three in LA, I mm, mm, that's tempting for LA. First playoff game in LA in a little while, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that that place is gonna be rocking. I don't know. I might dabble. Staples um, Center, yeah. What'd you guys think about game one for Colorado Nashville? Rough for Nashville. I don't know how else you can put it yeah it was brutal uh there's no way around it it was terrible uh, i heard that they apparently had like a big long meeting after and you know they tried to get their shit together in hopes that tonight would not be as bad the preds uh, did just tie it by the way okay that's good i mean i would say in general it, there's not any meetings that i can think of that you can have to stop yourself from losing a seven game series to the avalanche when you're the nashville predators without uc sorrows so yeah. uh they can have all the meetings they want i don't think it's gonna help uh what's the score of that game two one to one okay we're recording while game two is going on just so everybody knows nick you got any thoughts 
Yeah, I mean, that was exactly what you would expect. I think once we all thought or heard that UC Soros was going out, you know, that's what we thought Colorado could do to that Nashville team. And that's what they did in game one. Uh, It's a little bit tighter here in the first period from what I've been uh, stealing glances at while we're recording this. But uh, Nate Mack had apparently a wicked laser shot to, you know, open the scoring tonight. So I think it's just Right now, Colorado is just too much for that Nashville team to handle. It just doesn't seem like they can keep a lid on him. I believe he scored in game one as well, if I'm not mistaken. So I will uh, say, oddly enough, I think that they actually have a better shot with like a, a Cinderella story like Connor Ingram coming in to try and win them a game rather than it's nothing against big save Dave Riddich, but I just don't think that he's the guy that's going to replace. Like, UC go for the unproven guy. What do you have to lose? Exactly. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, moving on, we're going to go to the next series in the West, the St. Louis Blues versus the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we had a very unpredictable game one, I would say. It was kind of a blowout. The Blues end up winning 4 nothing against the Wild in Minnesota. David Perron nets a hat trick. Ryan O'Reilly gets on the board. Tory Krug had three assists. The Blues power play was clicking all over the place. Billy Husso registered a 37-save shutout. He's the first Blues goalie in franchise history to record a shutout in his playoff debut. And then Jared Spurgeon had a nasty cross-check to the back of uh, Pavel Buchnevich's, say that three times while he had five beers, uh, ankle. And then the Department of Players Safety uh, ended up finding him $5,000 under the maximum CBA allowance, whatever that means. I hate when they do that. Uh, Game one, all Blues. What would you guys think? Yeah, that's cool. Nick, did you by any chance hear him <laughs> say anything about me winning at a plus 800 bet on David Perron? You know, I don't think he mentioned that. Okay, cool. You don't tweet I it, it sure doesn't count. I, I, my ears are, <laughs> are kind of clogged still from the flight. I'm not sure if I missed it, but I just wanted to double check. So thanks. You live bet the hat trick. Is that it? I did. Yeah. At plus 800. I just, I just want everyone was. listening to know this. If someone has two goals in a game, you can bet your all the money in the world Mac Vogel has some type of live bet for that guy to score a hat trick. Every night we get that text, live bet now. Live such bet and now. such two goals. <laughs> I wish I goals, had the stats. I wish I had the stats for just those bets that I've had because I guarantee you I'm plus like two hundred dollars for all of it probably oh, yeah. i only ever risk five dollars on it and i always <laughs> win like 60 bucks or some shit like that yeah. i'm pissed about the one last night yep i bet i did the same thing for eric's neck and he scores and i'm going crazy in the apartment <laughs> and and then they go to like a weird commercial break which they never do and i was like the fuck's going on and they come back and i hear the announcer go Eric Sinek appears to have gotten the hat trick, but uh-huh. uh, and I was like, oh fuck me. And of course <laughs> it was like way off sides. So and didn't everyone like throw their hat? Yeah, like yeah. everyone, the whole state there was it's the brutal. whole place flooded with hats. Also, at, in that moment, I tried to go on and live bet Kaprizov to get a hat trick because he oh. also do, but fucking some wagers wouldn't <laughs> let me do it. And then guess what happens? He scores the fucking hattie. So yeah, I'm- I was gonna <laughs> Some wagers. Some wagers. Oh man, Corey Goldstein, if you're listening, I really hope uh you take notes here. We but, love you. Yeah. Game two of that series, as Mac mentioned, Kaprizov ends up getting a hat trick. The Wild wins six to two. They had a monster first period. The power play woke up. 
quite a different narrative. They kept Flurry and Net for that one. I thought there was going to be a chance we see Talbot, but they kept Flurry and Net for both games. Uh, what did you guys think of game two? To be honest with you, I caught glimpses of it, but not much. Very so similar hot. to like Tampa, Toronto, where one went heavily one way and then the polar opposite the next game. Uh, both of these teams can clearly score and impose their will at the same time. I'm still, you know, I have a futures bet on mini, so I'm still sort of pulling for them. St. Louis looked really damn good in game one, though. I can't lie. Yeah, I... I was feeling good about my St. Louis to win the cup pick after game one. But what I will say is I'm sick of all these blowouts, man. I'm sick of the Tampa Bay, Toronto, one side, the other side, same with St. Louis and Minnesota. I guess maybe it's just game one, game two, you're feeling each other out or whatever. But I seriously hope that in like the second half, all these series, we get some more like close one goal games and overtime shit, because so far this shit has not been that interesting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so, yeah, game three will be on, what, Friday night in St. Louis. That place will obviously be rocking. I can't wait to see the first 10 minutes where every Blues player tries to decapitate Minnesota. It's going to be phenomenal. Pretty much. Um, but, yeah, it's a great series. Maybe not as close in terms of the game scores of, as we would have thought, but I think we all pictured a 1-1 uh, split. I will also say – one last thing uh in minnesota last night that place was fucking jumping that was awesome yeah. like yeah. The, you could hear it on the on the broadcast like every goal they scored that place was going bananas yeah they, they do have a really good crowd and obviously minnesota hasn't won a cup so you know the, the excitement's there and then we're moving on to our last series. Going to keep this short because there's really not that much to talk about. Game one, the Flames win one to nothing. Elias Lindholm scored the goal. The Stars had, the stars had three shots in the first period. And Markstrom had a – you ready for this? Jacob Markstrom of the Calgary Flames. I would love someone to fact check me on this. Had a 16-save shutout. I would, I would bet money. That's the lowest save shutout in a playoff game in NHL history. It has to be in the last like 20 years. It has to be. I, I'm sure the there's some like, century. there's like yeah. some shit bag hockey game from like the forties. <laughs> that's like, a, like it had like three <laughs> shots in it or something. You're right. I would agree with you there. It has to be in the 21st century. I've never heard of that before. That's insane. Yeah, it's pathetic. I hope to see something more out of them. Honestly, that was my second choice. I know this is a cop out now to say, but that was my second choice for overtime tonight. Something was telling me maybe there's a chance that uh, yeah. Dallas holds on and that one goes like to overtime one to one or two to two or something. But I think this one is actually going to be a lot closer than people expect it to be. I don't know why. I just feel like Dallas can be just annoying enough to keep this one going for a lot longer than we probably anticipated. Do you want to know what really fucking sucks i bet the over at six and a half for caps panthers and it was five to one finish it was five to one going into the third period are you kidding me a lot and you know you have to think vezina trophy award (laughs) winner Ilya samsonov with the shutout third period like what the (laughs) fuck man like that's such a bad beat now granted i had Florida overtime regulation. I also had New York regulation. I think I might hammer the Rangers every game because this sucks. Like if you don't win money when you're depressed, it blows. Right. Like some people say, it. oh, some people are like, why would you hedge your happiness? That's a psycho. I am a psycho. And I, think you're a psycho. <laughs> I think you're a psycho if you don't, because 
like why would you just want to feel double depressed? I don't get it. Um, For what it's worth, Preds are out shooting the Avs twelve to eight right now. I'm thinking about live bet Preds. I don't know. Mm. One so one one. let's do let's do this to end the episode since we got got through all the series. Nick, do you still have the odds up or do you want me to pull them up? Uh, I can pull them up real quick. Just give me a second here. I'm just kidding. I got them right here. Sorry. Okay, perfect. Oh, all right. The day you'll listen to this when it drops Friday, May 6th. Happy Cinco de Mayo, belated, whatever. It's not Independence Day. Fun fact. A lot of people think that. Yep. Um, Carolina versus Boston. We got Boston at minus 135 on the money line. Carolina at plus 115. What would you guys say your gut says? I can't imagine Boston drops three in a row, but the Canes look great. I can, um, but like at the same time, I kind of can. I was gonna say, right. I my gut instinct says no way they drop a a second one or a third one in a row. But also like TD Garden usually bumping, but I'm just not touching that one because I I cannot in good faith put money on the team that I watched play in those first two games. There's just yeah, just I'd agree with that. Match, so I'm gonna let that one ride. But I would hope and I kind of think that Boston finds a way to win. Leafs lightning, it's basically pick them. I can't yeah, touch that. Pretty I can't much. touch I can't touch Bruins Canes either. I just don't know what to make of that. I mean, the overs are looking really good in that series right now. If they keep yeah, it they are. true. Here's one I will touch. I have St. Louis and Minnesota basically as a pick 'em. I think I'm gonna hammer St. Louis, even though I, I did think that St. last Louis game. gets this one for sure. Yeah. First one in St. Louis. We talked Ooh. about how fucking good they looked in game one. Stars on the board first here, boys. Ooh. Who got it? Uh, Pavelski, it looks like. That no boy. shock. Uh, and then I think for L.A. versus Edmonton, I think I'm going to take L.A. I think tomorrow when you guys listen to this, my plays are going to be St. Louis and Los Angeles. I like that a lot. And I might uh, might go ahead and do the same. I like L.A. at home. Yep. Nicholas Anthony, you like L.A. at home, huh? I do. All righty. Well, uh, I might have to be sipping on a little limoncello to ease the nerves for those games. Thank you for the homemade. You got it. it. Anytime. Um, Any final thoughts? This is our first late night recording for twice a week. I think we did a pretty good job of acting sober, so that was good. We're still awake. That's good. Yeah, still alive. Pretty depressed. six. (laughs) Should I (laughs) drive... Should I drive to Pittsburgh Saturday? Yes. Buy a solo ticket. Yes. I'll go by myself yep. and then drive home after the game. I'm not the hotels are ridiculous. I'll just energy drink it. I'll get home yep. at 3 a.m. and say fuck it. Yep. Yeah. Why not? What do you have to lose? Like part of me is like, I should really do that because how often do you get to do that in life? Plus, right. it might be the big threes last time I get to see them. It would be a very memorable night. I think your window of opportunity to have the time and the willpower to do that is like a closing a lot. And it just happened to fall on a fucking Saturday. Also, by next Saturday, they might be fucking eliminated. So, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Mac. I'm really going to sleep well tonight. Then you have to wait a year. Yeah, exactly. Or longer. That's so true. (laughs) Mother's Day Sunday. I'm sorry, mom. I'm going to be hungover and tired. So. All right, everybody. We appreciate the love and support. Next episode, sometime early next week, we'll see. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Anything else? I already asked you guys that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And without further ado, class dismissed.